0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited, with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Your Baltimore Ravens breakdown of Week 6 begins now.
1: Yeah, we've got to take responsibility for that. we got to find a way to do it when it comes to coaches and players. I mean, we've got to come up with calls. We've got to coach our guys better in those situations, you know, be in the right spot, play the right leverage, uh, you know, block the play the correct way, whatever it might be. Uh, those are the things we've got to do a better job of, and players have got to take responsibility as well. It's just us. And I told them it's us. It's us together, all of us together. All right, welcome into another week. Flock on Fox 45 podcast. Uh, very... I guess I don't even know how to describe the loss today because it's the same as the Bills and the Dolphins, the same feeling you get. It's like it leaves a knot in your stomach afterwards if you're a Ravens fan. But the Ravens lose to the Giants 24-20, to and it's becoming a trend. These blown leads late in the game, especially in the fourth quarter. It's like they can't put the final nail in the coffin. Joining me is Tom Shively, our producer. Morgan has the night off. Uh, Michael Jaffe, he's got the night off as well. He's so, listen, England. we're the, we're the only people working tonight, man. He's not we're, even in the country. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's not even Where's in the, the country. Where's the dedication? That's so what he's, I he's living. You know. He's living his best life, traveling the world. Good for him. Morgan's off. Um, so, here we are. So, Tom, another blown lead. 24 to 20, the final. What's going on with this football team right now, man?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like we could have done Buffalo's episode. We could have done Miami's episode and it would be the same thing this week. But at what point does it become more so that, you know, there was a lot of we just got to finish better in the postgame. A lot of, you know, this isn't what happened in practice. At what point do you really start to see change? Because this, like you mentioned, is a trend three all three losses they had leads in the fourth quarter. I think they've trailed for a total of like 2 minutes this season and you're 3 and 3. To me it's a lot of concern for a team that started out so well last year and now coming this year 3 and 3 it, it it's unacceptable for how well they've played to only be 3 and 3.
1: No it really is and the defense was stout all game long until that fourth quarter and that's when they gave up 14 points. They had held the Giants Saquon Barkley this offense. I mean, he's having the season of his life this year and he's healthy, which is Great for them, but the Ravens did a really good job containing him for the most part and doing what they did with Daniel Jones and they just they just fell apart late. It was offensively, they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Aside from I mean, Lamar got that touchdown to Mark Andrews with twelve minutes left in the game. And then from there it was turnover by Lamar, turnover by Lamar, two costly turnovers. I mean, ended this game. And it's just I mean, Ravens fans, I, I could you know, you know they're sick right now, sick to their stomach, and it's we're asking ourselves after every week, or maybe maybe we're telling ourselves, okay, it's just one game, okay, it's just one game, but but this is three games now. It's the Bills, it's the Dolphins, and now it's the Giants, and this cannot keep happening if this football team wants to be in postseason contention. It, it can't. The Giants were a four and one team, but this is a game the Ravens had in the bag, and they should have definitely won, uh, which leads me to my next point. Lamar Jackson had one of the worst games of his career. Um, one touchdown. He had those two very, very costly turnovers. We praise this guy when he does well, as we should. He's one of the best quarterbacks and best players in the National Football League. But he did not have a great game by any means. The fumble, that's just killer right there towards the end of the game, and that really sealed the deal. And that costly interception when he was running around trying to make something out of nothing, I get it. But you can't throw that football when there's two defenders right there in the area. It's just, no. I think
0: the interesting that you mentioned the defense, you really can't blame the defense
1: at all. It's Lamar's mistakes that
0: cost them. I think of the three losses, this is kind of the easiest one to point to. Oh, this is what went wrong. This is what happened. And it's bad decisions by Lamar. It's that. I can't blame him as much for the fumble late in the game, but that interception got to be one of the worst throws of his career on the run, like just trying to make too much happen in a spot where you really need to be a bit more conservative, and you go back to early in the fourth quarter with that drive. They had first and goal at the five yard line and couldn't punch it in. Two, they had to settle for three.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime that you know it doesn't work, you want to go back and look at what you could have done. I mean, we had opportunities with those passes to score as well.
0: Three drives, really, that you got to expect more than the three points you got, and the two turnovers, and it's just they couldn't execute at the right time. And it's again, it's what happened against Miami, it's what happened against Buffalo, and it's what we're seeing today. And Lamar, you know, took accountability for it post game which, you know, you want to see a guy do that, but, again, silly mistakes for a guy that, you know, won the MVP three years ago to, to
1: still be doing this kind of stuff is
0: is got to be frustrating if you're a fan.
1: It does have to be frustrating, and I'm sure it's frustrating for him. He did talk about that after the game. It's frustrating because we lose it. where well, we lost those games, um, but we're not going to let it, like, you know, shy away our season. Um, it happened. It's over with. we got to move on to the Browns, but We just can't keep beating ourselves up because that's what it is. It's not our opponent. You know, obviously it's NFL team, they're good, but I feel like we just beating ourselves with little mistakes here and there. So defensively, we talked about Lamar. We talked about the offensive side of the ball. Flipping to the defensive side of the ball, I I really don't know what's happening with this football team. They have some talented guys, some veteran players. They have some rookies as well. Uh, There was a play where Pepe Williams got kind of lost in coverage. It it looked like he either got picked or blocked. down the stretch of this football game and that, that led to a touchdown. I think that was actually that might might have actually been the first touchdown of the game to Wandell Robinson, where they kind of ran like a little bit of a pick play and, and he got caught or lost in coverage and that ended up leading to a score for the Giants. But they did such a good job for three quarters and Mike McDonald's kind of catching some heat. He's a first year defensive coordinator and I don't know if it's the fact that he's getting out coached. Or he's young or what's going on, but there's no excuse for three blown double digit leads this early on in the season. This is not the Ravens defense that these fans are used to seeing and that they know and love. They have the talent, they have the guys, they have the bodies, but like they really need to step up. Like it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish, and like they're not finishing well at all.
0: It's not really the defense's fault. They they didn't play well. I I I kinda said that earlier, but you have to get a stop. You have to find a way to kind of bail out Lamar. They get the Giants with the short field, and they kind of did whatever they wanted on that last drive. And like you said, the Ravens had them bottled up for most of the game. They only finished with like 238 yards of total offense. The Ravens outgained them by 170 yards and still to lose that game. I think defense, it's been better in recent weeks. Miami, I think, was kind of the low point that fourth quarter for where they've been. So they, they've been getting better, but again, it's key drives, it's key moments that the offense needs to win you games sometimes, but the defense just as much needs to find ways to get critical stops when it's not working for the offense. And I think the Giants did a lot of good job with pre-snap motion, which was kind of confusing the defense a little bit. I went to Penn State. I watched Penn State get killed by Michigan yesterday. That's <laughs> exactly that there. it's exactly what Michigan did yesterday oh, to kill Penn State. And it's just it was like watching the same thing. They were just confused on defense, which I would say they're well-coached. And I think that's surprising to see how easy some of those Giants' plays were on de- that final drive. Yeah,
1: I'm definitely not putting this all on the defense. Not like the Miami game. The Miami game, that was on the defense in the second half. Like They absolutely just collapsed. But for this, it's offensive, it's defensive. It's It's both sides of the ball need to be held accountable for what happened in this game. Lamar's pick set up the Giants with beautiful field position. I think they were... At the twenty-six or the twenty-seven, just outside the red zone, so that didn't really help. Then Marcus Peters gets called for that pass interference. They were at the six-yard line. In do you the like end that goal? You think it was PI? Up. Yeah, I do. I do. I think he grabbed them. I know it's, and fans might not want to hear that, but he grabbed them. I. I you know, you, you threw in, you went to Penn State. I officiated like high school football growing up, so I used to ref a little bit. Not we go resume not we go resume, I'm I'm not resume on the resume here. Exactly. I was I was resume an
0: umpire. <laughs> that doesn't count different sport, but no, hey. I was
1: a line judge, man. I was an umpire. Yeah. Wrestling softball, wrestling football, you know. Kind of did my thing. We're the zebra strikes so I get it. But uh, Did you ever throw somebody out? What? Did you ever throw somebody out? Never thrown someone out. I would love to. I gave a coach a technical once in basketball, but it was like the, the uh the lowercase T. Like not I didn't like well, the, the whistle, whistle, like, completely tee him up. Like it was, like, the lower case. Slow whack. Like, little whack. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, no, I thought that was a good call there. Um, like I said, Ravens fans, they're not going to – maybe might not agree with that, but he grabbed them. And it stinks because it led to a pick, and that could have been basically, all right, we got the ball, kept them out of the end zone, but then Saquon at the one-yard line, that's – It's inevitable, exactly. kind of. Yeah. It's inevitable. He's going to find the end zone at least once in this game, and he did. So – penalties really killed the team. That's another thing we can bring up is 10 10 penalties for I think 74 yards or 75 yards. It was a ridiculous amount and that's just unacceptable in the National Football League. Like you can't get flagged 10 times and win a football game.
0: Yeah, I think that that's kind of one of the things you point to. It's turnovers, it's penalties, which any level of football are going to come back and cost you. And you know the Giants. I think people are sleeping on how good the Giants are a little bit. I think we, I think we're thinking about the Giants of all. You know they were four and thirteen last year. This is a really good football team. They're five and one. They yep. they kind of took it to Green Bay last. Dable week, hasn't believing maybe man. Green Bay's not that good either because <laughs> they got killed by the Jets today. But Dable's been killing it. Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's been doing he was great. great in
1: Buffalo, and he's he's got that team should make a playoff. And birth. the addition of Wink Martindale, the former Ravens defensive coordinator, this was kind of a revenge game for him there's no hard feelings between the two sides. And he talked about, I love John Harbaugh. Like it was just time for both of us to kind of go our separate ways. And that's exactly what happened. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a fresh start in a career or just in life in general. And that's what he got. And he's seeing kind of a new life with the giants, with their youngish defense, with someone like Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, he was nasty. As well. Oh man. Yeah. And he, he played you just like in college to the NFL, he's been a monster already. So, um, Wink got the best of the Ravens today with those two turnovers down the stretch. Like, it wasn't his play calling that led to Lamar's fumble, or his, sorry, I'm talking about the fumble and the interception. The fumble, that was all Wink right there. Like, they pressured Lamar, brought the house, and made him pay as far as that went. But the interception, that's not on Wink. That was just a defender being in the right place at the right time and Lamar making an errant throw, so... Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Gets the best of
0: the Ravens today. That's been kind of the book on Lamar, right? Has been the, the pressure and getting to him and kind of making him scramble. It, it certainly cost him this week, and you're, without Bateman, one of their top receiving targets, I think the Giants did a really good job of exploiting that and kind of making Lamar make plays. And we've seen him do it plenty in the past, but he just didn't have it today in Martindale. Can you say there's a familiarity with how the Ravens operate? I'm I'm sure that helped the Giants to a certain extent, and just being able to be familiar with Harbaugh's system and, and the way that team
1: operates, I think, was huge for the Giants. Lamar's actually been pretty decent against the Blitz this year, and he's done a really good job just evading pressure and being able to do his thing. But like I said, man, two costly mistakes here. It just This did not look like the Lamar Jackson that we're used to seeing, and it was... I think he'll bounce back, obviously. There's no doubt he'll bounce back. It's not I think he'll bounce back. He's Lamar Jackson. Like I said, he's one of the best quarterbacks and players in the National Football League. And there are going to be people after this game saying, don't pay Lamar. He doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve that. Listen, they're entitled to their opinion, whatever. The guy's going to get paid eventually, whether it's this year or next year. But because of one game, you're going to say the guy should or shouldn't be making money. What, what the Ravens need to do is they need to build around him, though plain and simple.
0: That's your biggest problem is, you know, looking back to the offseason Hollywood Brown says I didn't want to play there cuz it wasn't a good system for receivers and that that's not going to change overnight, so you kind of have to like you said build around him and, and make him make Baltimore a more attractive destination for people cuz you have the superstar quarterback, which is what you need in the NFL. It's a matter of getting everybody else.
1: So the Ravens run game actually worked pretty well for the most part today. I mean, Kenyon Drake ha- had a phenomenal game. Uh, surpassed 100 yards for the first time since 2020, had, a, had his first Ravens touchdown. Welcome to Baltimore, Kenyon Drake. And I don't want his performance to go by the wayside and be overshadowed by the performance as a whole, but he's a team first guy. He brought it up in his postgame press conference. He's like, this isn't about me, but he did talk about, I mean, how good it felt to just be out there and doing his thing. But that leads me to my next point, J.K. Dobbins, I'll say this man, he had 7 carries for 15 yards, but John Harbaugh said post game, he had some knee tightness and that's why he was kind of limited. But I don't know how if it's frustration because he's kind of on a pitch count or he's not getting the carries that he thinks he deserves, but JK Dobbins even listening to him in the Ravens locker room just this week and hearing what he had to say from videos and and kind of looking at the transcripts he doesn't seem like he's happy with not just his performance, but like the way he's being utilized. So that's something we can keep an eye on. I'm not sitting here saying, oh yeah, JK is going to ask for a trade and he's going to want out of Baltimore. But I feel like he's a guy when healthy, they got to get him more involved and just get this run game more involved as well. Well, he was great against Buffalo when he had the two
0: touchdowns. I think that you kind of see the peak Dobbins and, and obviously he's missed a lot of time with injury. I don't know if he was injured today, How what the extent of that was, but it just seems like every time they go up to New York, every time they play on that field, it, it's something. And you know the Giants are very familiar with that. Odell Beckham, Saquon Barley looking back, have all had injuries on that turf. And it, it's just getting by this week healthy, I think is, is kind of a concern for Dobbins. And maybe you, you see Drake in that. That might make you a little bit more questionable about your future in Baltimore. And I don't necessarily blame him, but every time you see – what you probably think is your backup run wild against the other team. It can't be a, a comfortable feeling for Dobbins right now because that coaching staff is looking at like, hey, Kenyon Drake can get it done too. So Gus how Edwards much do we really need back. J.K. Dobbins?
1: Yeah, it's, obviously they do, but in his
0: mind, that's got to be something you're thinking
1: this about. This is not a team that, is just going to utilize one guy at the running back position. He's not going to get 20, 25 carries a game. Like, it's going to be – Gus has to get his carries when he's healthy. Lamar's going to get his carries. And J.K. is going to get his carries. And that's that's just how it works with Greg Roman in this offense. And I could see where there could be some frustration because you kind of – you get into a rhythm. Today aside, you get into a rhythm, though, and you're feeling it and you feel like you're the hot hand, and then they kind of go away from you and throw the ball a little more or feed someone else. And that's kind of what's happening. But yeah, today Harbaugh talked about, you brought up a good good uh, point with the turf. He said JK's knee tightened up. He couldn't go. It just didn't respond to the turf probably, maybe. And, that's, and then you had Morgan Moses, another guy who didn't respond to the turf too well. Uh, he went down with a heel injury. But the good thing is Harbaugh said it's not too significant of an injury, or he, he doesn't think. So that's great news because you remember, same place, same turf, You lose Jawan James to a torn Achilles, and that was the first game of the season. So, uh, you hate to see a guy go down, but good thing for Moses, it doesn't sound like it's going to be too significant.
0: Yeah, and I think turf is really more of a league-wide discussion. We're seeing, you know, the Ravens went back to grass. I think a lot of teams are trying to shift back to that, seeing that the the damage that that kind of surface can have on players' longevity and players' careers, and when you have as much invested into these guys as you do, it, it's you never want to see an injury like that, no matter what surface it's on. But you have to start looking at the turf as an issue. And I think for the Ravens, it, it stinks that, you know, I, you can't solely blame the turf for the injuries, but it certainly plays a factor. Yeah, his
1: knee tightened up. You know, he just, it, uh, just didn't respond probably to the turf maybe. I don't know. But it tightened up and he couldn't go.
0: You know, thankfully you're done there this year. Yeah. You know,
1: the rare two games there in the same yep. season, but
0: at least they're done there.
1: No, Calais... I mean, he's a guy that's very well-respected across the league, former Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner, and he even said he's like, we we need to go to all grass. He thinks that every field should be all grass, and you got to listen to the players. Maybe if not one, maybe more guys start speaking up, but it's, uh, it's definitely played a factor in injuries in the past, and it'll continue to play a factor with more injuries, knock on wood, uh, going forward, so... Ravens with a 24-20 to loss to the Giants. It's on to Cleveland next week. They got another big-time AFC North matchup coming up at home at M&T Bank Stadium, Tom, and they need to capitalize. They're still in first place in the AFC North, and this division is not going to be won or lost this week, next week, the following week. So like, it's not time to hit the panic button yet, but things clearly need to change with this football team. They need to get it together. They need to finish games as well as they start these games and just drive it home in the fourth quarter. So Cleveland comes to town next week. Came off of a big, big loss. Uh, to should, should I say it or would you like to say it? Because you're you're a Patriots The center, New England right?
0: Patriots. Yeah, Come on, yeah. Bailey Zappi, I don't know. Backup Sorry. quarterback went in there and hung Sorry 37 to on that, him. That listen
1: to this podcast. Um, yeah, Tom. He doesn't hide his New England fandom. Boston Red Sox. I was fan, absent Patriots for the fan. Patriots episode. It's, a, it's just I, absolutely I did, I did not. I did not make myself on the show when they played the It's Absolutely disgusting. Where were you born again?
0: Uh Germany. Germany. Okay. Yeah. So that's a cardboard. You Jimmy didn't know that, did you? No, yeah. I did Closest Where NFL did you team. Grow up? Closest NFL our... team to Germany. Oh hmm. man. So you're
1: gonna pull that card. I lived, right. Right. I lived in Virginia. Hand up. Anyway, Families from there Massachusetts. You go. There's there the backstory.
0: But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. back to Cleveland. They looked they looked, <laughs> they looked, bad, the today. They looked bad today. They looked bad today. And they scored fifteen points. It was a garbage time touchdown uh late in that game. They gave up thirty seven. I think that's when the alarm bells start to ring is if you struggle against Cleveland because that team doesn't really have an identity this year. They no. lost to the Jets early, which, again... Brissette didn't Jets look good right today bad. at all. He had two Brissett's picks. Brissette's not great. Yeah. yeah, you know, Chubb wasn't really moving the ball no. well. So, I, I think it's a good opportunity for them to get back on track. I would love to not eat my words next week. But, yeah. again, they're 3-3. Three and three. They're Cincinnati's also 3-3. Three and three. Pittsburgh, maybe they found something. They beat Tampa. That one was kind of surprising. But I still think you have to like where you are in the division, especially since you already have that win over Cincinnati. And
1: I'll say this, and I'm not going to... Look too much into this, but the Ravens beat the Patriots. The Patriots beat the Browns. So de facto, the Ravens. Right we'll, uh, little little transitive yeah. property yeah, exactly. there. No, but that's when the, the Pats had Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi's kind of giving this team new life. Like he's playing phenomenal.
0: I'm out on Mac Jones. I've been out on oh, Mac Jones. This isn't on, the Patriots man. podcast. can Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you you could throw to Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle and win a national championship. I don't think you am sorry. Seen me. I don't think you've I'm seen sorry.
1: Throw a football before. I don't think anyone needs to ever see me throw a football. I can't. Never been able to throw a spiral in my life. So I played second base in baseball. Weakest arm on the team. That a nine. It's a short throw. Weakest bat yeah. on the team. Um, mm. My dad made me bunt all the time. So like not the greatest athlete here, but it is what it is, you know? So that'll be a great game next Sunday, 1 PM. Um, the Ravens need a win and, and they just, they just need to bounce back and be the football team that they know they are with the talented players. They know they have, like I said, we're not hitting the panic button yet. Um, they got to clean up some things and I'm sure Mike McDonald's going to be asked about it this week the coordinators always talk on Thursday Greg Roman's going to be asked about maybe why they got away from the run game a bit at the end and what happened on certain plays um they're going to be asked about the penalties again these are all topics that we just talked about so on to Cleveland not Cincinnati on to Cleveland we're we're done with (laughs) not done with Cincinnati yet But on to Cleveland. All right. We will see you back here next time. Uh, Next week, same time, same place. Um, For Tom Shively, I'm Rocco DeSangro. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Flock on Fox 45. You've been listening to The Flock on Fox 45
0: Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.